displeases me. Oh, yeah. Displeases me. This. Smart Home Technology. Technology. Alexa, please turn the heating up. I'm very cold. After that, please play. Digger Digger. Oh no, 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 no. I do not want this. Alexa, stop. Smartphones. Stupid people. Smartphones. Smartphones, stupid people. Smartphones, stupid people. Smartphones. Stupid people. Smartphones. Smart home, stupid people. Hello and welcome to another episode of Smart Home Stupid People. My name is Eris Felmuth. Hello, I'm Madeleine Siege. And today we are going to be summarizing, uh, you know, the last couple episodes, but kind of bringing it together and bringing it forward with, I guess, a bit more. Um, my God, the German words are not coming out of my head today. <laughs> uh, with a bit more content, right? Context, I guess, um, to kind of try and emphasize, I think, a couple of the main themes in the last couple of shows that were there. And uh, let's just start off by going over the last couple of topics very briefly and um, also introducing the show. You know, we are live on Rockfin, Rumble, Twitch, DLive, Telegram, and Podbean in audio version only. In Twitch and DLive, we are known as smart home slow people because Twitch doesn't like stupid people. <laughs> very, very, very discriminatory. And for that reason, we have to be slow people and not stupid. <laughs> there we go. Also starts with an S. <laughs> exactly. Um, so just to kind of, I'm just going to read the, the titles of the last couple episodes. And um, we'll kind of go from there. Today, mm -hmm. we're, we're winging it a little bit, right? Um, it's Sunday. Today we start a little bit earlier than normal, so it means we can go a little longer than normal if things pick up, right? If we get if we get to, if, we're on, if we get on a roll, so to say. <laughs> and um, so let's 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 kick it off. Last uh, the last couple of weeks we talked about um, spiritual Stockholm syndrome, right? We talked about not just chemistry. We talked about personal responsibility, right? We talked about. Animalistic leadership. That was a cool one. I really like that one. Um, and then we had the, the the whole space billboard thing that was kind of like a two-part uh, episode, <laughs> right? Where uh, I dreamt of the Coca-Cola constellation only to find out that it's real mm. and that the Russians are behind it and so is Mr. Uh, you know, Musk and all that crap. So it's it's a bit uh, it's a bit disconcerting, I think, and it's it's not it's not a very good feeling to know that one of your horrible dreams is uh, is actually now a reality. Um, Emotional support was a, was a cool one. Uh, the religion of consumption, and uh, let's let's just let's just stop it from there. So mm -hmm. let's let's go through it real quickly again, but now the other way. Um, when we talked about emotional support, because today is actually kind of almost like the second part of emotional support, I would I would kind of say, but mm -hmm. with yeah. with with, uh, with more context in it. Um, emotional support was really about. Uh, Sometimes, like we, we, it started off with a funny little thing that happened between the two of us, where she was saying something, but the words that she was using wasn't really related to what she was asking, mm -hmm. right? And uh, a lot of us do that, you know. We we 
we get caught up in our daily grind that when we start telling people and asking people um, what we want from them, we don't actually really ask or tell them what we want from them. Instead, mm-hmm. we, we, we say other things, insinuating that we are <clears throat> expecting something. Right. Yeah. Even also from an unconscious level, it's not that you you do it on purpose, but you don't know any other way. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, I'm gonna fix the camera. I just realized it it rolled around a little bit. It's rolling. Actually, oh. you know what? I uh, don't worry about it. So what? You guys are gonna see a little bit of the the corner over there. That's just the way it is for today. I have to keep my ears warm today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very cuddly. Yeah. Yeah. We just came back from the Christmas market. Um, <clears throat> awesome. Over here in Germany, Christmas markets are like medieval festivals. It's uh, it's 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 quite nice. We yeah. were we were just at the one um in our little village. That one's a bit different. That one's more like, <laughs> I think it shows you that the, uh, the 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 village is being overrun by five-year-olds, yeah. which isn't a bad thing, you know. Yeah, there were more kids than adults. <laughs> and it's on topic for today. You guys will, you know, we'll mm-hmm. get to this in a second, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, I think that the demographics for where we live is like, you know, newborn to five years old and then 45 to 80. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. There's not much in the middle. Maddie and I, we don't we don't see many other people our age, right? Middle mm. like thirties. Uh-uh. <laughs> people in their thirties are 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 out in the big city trying to figure out what to do with their lives. Eventually, yeah, yeah. trying to get back to the countryside we when just, they have a family. Yeah, we just figured out earlier, so <laughs> we're already see? back. <laughs> we're ahead of the game. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and so <clears throat> emotional support. Just to kind of summarize, that was really about how often we say things, and we're not really saying what we mean, you know, mm-hmm. in, in a certain way, like, you know, the the, the comment that Madeline had made was um, kind of condescending and, and, and was about how she was worried about the next day we had some, we had to be somewhere and she just couldn't get it out of her head that like, we, we got to be there on time. We got to do this. We got to, yeah, that was right? my, yeah. And it was funny because it, it, it all went to shit, right? So yeah. it was one of these things like uh, sometimes you get what you wish for or what you're... Well, I wasn't late, but the whole thing was kind of complicated. It didn't turn out the way we intended at all. That's yeah. the point. Um, and so we were supposed to drive together to uh, Southwest Germany. And um, she had a she had a, a a fun little interview that she wanted to attend, and uh, she didn't want to be late, and so we were going to drive halfway across the country, and so therefore, she was like, oh, you know, make sure tomorrow we're on time. I said, oh, okay, that's that's cool. She's like, yeah, because you know, you always tend to make things late and all that, and I'm thinking, <laughs> all right, well, what what are you really trying? Because the way that she said it and the way that she kind of repeated it over I think and I over, I said with you, I'm always late, <laughs> something like that, right? <laughs> Which is not so untrue. It's not the point. <laughs> the 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 point is is that um, it the what was really happening there is she was saying, I'm nervous. You know, mm. please, will you help me not to be nervous? That that was that was kind of like the the truth behind the matter. Yeah, not only nervous, but you know, to tell me things will be okay. Reassurance, yeah. support. Yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. it came from. She that's was looking for emotional support, and we all do this. You know, I, I I I do it as well. Often with men, it's a bit different. We tend to be a little bit more aggressive when really what we're looking for is emotional support. Mm. It's a funny way of looking at it, but uh, you see it in animals as well. Animals that don't want to be the pack leader become very aggressive when really all they want is to be taken care of. Yeah, yeah. Right? They, they're not interested in being the pack leader. They just took that role by default because no one else is is up for the game. Right? Yeah. Um, so after that, we went into the religion of consumption, which was a very fascinating idea. You know, that's when I, f- I first came up with the idea. This was Maddie's 
finishing up her book at this point. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a couple months ago. And um, so the shows were kind of like more out of my head and she was uh, a nice, uh, pretty attendee, <laughs> right? Um, and uh, and so th th this is something that I had been dabbling with for a long time, the idea of um, consumerism being uh, a religion in and of itself, right? In the sense that we live in an area that's God is absent where we live in Northeast Germany. There's no God here. Hasn't been for a long time. I mean, God in the sense of religion isn't really a thing here. Mm, you know, people really, no. don't really like if if they if they say they belong to a church, it's like because their grandparents were and they didn't want to disappoint anyone. Mm. But they don't go to school. They like to the religion. They don't go to Catholic school. They don't go to um, Sunday school. They don't know anything about the Bible. Um, maybe very topically. And so therefore there's, I find that when people don't have a religion in their life, they eventually look for some type of connection, mm. right? And that connection can be a be like a beautiful spiritual connection. Mm -hmm. uh, but what often ends up happening to people who don't have a good support around them, and this is kind of what we're also getting into today, uh, they unfortunately start finding the next thing to believe in. Right and and consumerism, I think, definitely fits that bill. And then we also explored the idea that uh, consumerism can actually technically fit in fit the bill of being a branch of Abrahamic religion mm -hmm. because of the way that it um, is spread and the way that uh, it is preached and and believed in. Right, uh, one of the biggest things. You know, Madling grew up in communist East Germany, and um, the idea of always being weary. And, and careful about who's watching you and what you're doing and yeah, yeah. all that, right? It's not a, a very easy thing to live with to always have to look over your shoulder. Is somebody watching me? You know, always have that in your mind. Is Am I being judged? So that was yeah. the whole big thing is I think that a big thing about Abrahamism is extreme judgment, right? And you see yeah. that in consumerism. I mean, consumerism now is like everything's, it's, it's so heavily uh, uh, criticized. You know, people are always criticizing what they're buying and they're, 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 they're like, I've seen it so many times where I, I, I go somewhere and someone has to like instate like their opinions on veg, on being a vegetarian or their opinions on, on, um, 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 uh, organic food. And like, to the point, like they have to explain where they got it from and how much, it, you know, like mm. it's, 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 it's not enough anymore that people can just be happy and, and, and live. <laughs> and so, it, so cons consumerism such as buying Nikes and becoming brand loyal is now becoming, uh, an opinion where you start, sh where I've seen a lot of people shunned because of mm -hmm. not following the right beliefs. Right. So yeah, anyway, yeah. that was that. Um, I'm going to skip the Coca-Cola constellation and Russian space billboards. What the fuck? That one was, like I said, I already kind of went over it. Um, it was based on a dream of mine and it came true. So, for, you know, for those of you out there who want to perhaps look into that, it's in the archives on Rockfin. Um, animalistic leadership. This was more of a, a Madeline uh, episode. <laughs> you know, she was just finishing up her book right about this point. So she started to kick back in to the show with uh, more topics that are, you know, oriented towards her expertise as a world-class biologist. Yeah. And uh, this was about um, a study 
with uh, based on the ants. Can you remember? Yeah, that, that was actually um, an episode that I also did for my podcast, talking about what we can in, learn in German, her from, German podcast. Yeah, what we can learn from ants um, in terms of leadership, also in, in terms of project management. So I went through a couple things where we think that we could learn, for example, that you are able to take on more that you can, you know, think. <laughs> so think big. Then you think you can. Right? Yeah, that you think you can. And that's going to be also important for today. Yeah, also that's true. That that has a right. lot to do with this uh, as well. And also, you know, go in and work with teams and the teamwork to accomplish more, to have a buffer and some kind of milestone steps and safety mm -hmm. protocols included <laughs> in project management. And I don't know, there were other other tips. So if you're interested in that, go back to that episode and have a look at it. Right. Yeah. Um, and and I bet the other thing too is, yeah, like just using the animals as a, an example uh, for yeah. pro project leadership and management. That was the other thing. That's where I kind of jumped in and, and uh, contributed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next. We had uh, personal responsibility, right? And and so this became the idea of needing to take care of oneself mm. before taking care of anything else. Mm -hmm. I think that was kind of like simple, right? I mean, it was a nice it was a nice conversation we had. I think it was a Wednesday show that was based on the boat experience. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that was yeah. based on on me taking my boat out of the water, essentially, um, and um, how stress is. Like Maddie says in her new book coming out, um, is is there to teach us what perhaps needs to change or give? You know, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's a, it's a good way for us to grow internally and externally. Um, and and there are all these markers, you know, that are always around us. And and once we start to pay attention to it, um, our, and, and start taking personal responsibility for what we own, what we do, how we do it, how we build our life, how we mm. uh, build our life, not depending on other people and not having people depend on us is it's all it's all a very important part of uh being i think spiritually emotionally and mentally mature mm. right yeah so that was a nice little uh summary not just chemistry it was an episode we did two days uh two uh last weekend and this is this is a great one i mean it's um the idea of could if if you can accept or consider the fact that we are indeed more than chemistry that the, the periodic table of the elements it's not the end all and be all right that that perhaps life energy itself is something that isn't on the periodic table of elements it mm. cannot be detected by our, our our physical chemistry it's not a part of the electromagnetic spectrum um then it, it opens up this whole other story right realizing that the periodic table of the element only describes chemistry that exists in and, and like when we talk about space, like 3D space, mm -hmm. only 0.0000001, sorry, um, percent of that space is actual chemistry, is actual mm. molecules. The rest of it, we don't, we, we just ignore. Yeah, yeah. All right. And so that was the idea of not just chemistry is that e the, even physical reality, when you talk about chemistry, chemistry is such a small, small part of it. Like obviously we, we interact through chemistry. We are chemistry in that level, right? Through the way that we interact mm -hmm. with each other and stuff. But chemistry is electricity. Chemistry is energy. Mm -hmm. Where the energy comes from, how how the actual space that we exist in, specifically that empty space, how it defines us and what it is and that we are a part of it. It's it's something that's so overlooked in our modern society that it's, 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 it's almost I'm flabbergasted by it when you really think about it, right? So... And now today, 
Uh, so we had actually right after that, we had spiritual Stockholm syndrome, which was Wednesday. And that was a, it's an interesting idea of um, having this, this, what, what is it called? Um, captor, um, oh, what's the word? I can't remember it anymore. But the, the idea of um, captor bonding is what it's called. Bonding to your captors in order to survive and to please them. Mm. Spiritual, it's the same thing. You know, I think a lot of people find it very difficult to perhaps leave the world of academia. Yeah. Even though academia is almost demanding it to be spiritually numbing yeah. to be able to survive in there. Yeah, and uh, they also tell you that there's nothing out there. Other than chemistry. <laughs> well, also from a job perspective, you know, like if you don't make it in academia, then, you know, you kind of... Yeah, uh, this oh. <laughs> goes back into today's episode as well uh, uh, about perceiving what we really are mm. and what we could be, right? Because this is this becomes now what defines our our potential in, in, in many ways. Mm. So let's let's jump into that, right? Um, you will always be amazing, mm-hmm. right? How, so tell me, how often was that told to you in your life? <laughs> I Why, tell it to you all the time. You tell it to me all the time. <laughs> that was the right answer. <laughs> and now I'm actually also start believing it myself, <laughs> but it took a little bit and yes. I'm going to fix think, the camera. Please, yeah, please continue just, your answer. Yeah, I'll keep going. Uh, I think that's a sentence every kid should hear every day, you know? And for the rest of its life to really having no doubt about this, that you as a, as part of being, you know, as a being of, of this planet, you are amazing no matter what you do, no matter where you are, no matter what age or gender or whatever it is, um, you are a wonder just, just the way you are, how you work also, the chemistry is being one part of it, <laughs> mm-hmm. but just look at the so many different people living there, and they're all individual. They all have different skills and talents and interests and stories. And um, I think to really cherish that. And there's one, I think, where it really made click for me to to see that in everyone is when I realized that you know we all have um, a soul, and this part is, is just very beautiful, and it doesn't need to be complicated you don't need to to reach like a, a status uh, a really paid well-paid job in order to f- mm-hmm. for yourself to feel valuable but to realize that moment where yeah you you that this is a gift being here and you are just as perfect the way you are you know that it yep. meant to be like that yep. there was something or someone <laughs> you know putting some effort into it and it's not an accident that you are here that's how, how I see it and that's really always helped me to um, whenever I look mm-hmm. to someone always look for something that I really truly find interesting and and attractive at that person whether it is a, a, a character trait you know mm-hmm. someone is really gentle or very kind or it is also could also be a physical mm-hmm. attribute. You know, we had this the other day. Uh, it's one of these things where um, we were talking about this the other day. Once you, you ha- we have like a, an interaction with someone, mm-hmm. it's always important to ask yourself, how do you actually feel after that interaction? Mm-hmm. Um, was was do you feel drained? Do you feel like your posture is good? Yeah. Do you, do you feel positive. enlightened, positive, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And the reason why uh, this becomes important is because what we're really essentially talking about today is when you're a kid, you know, I, I, I didn't get a lot of um, support when it, when it came to me wanting to be me. Mm. I got support so long as I played by the rules. I yeah. got support so long as I did what was expected or, or wanted of me. Yeah. Um, and, and 
Was that? Was that? I had the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is normal, right? Yeah, but yeah, that's true. how many? And when I say you are amazing, you will always be amazing. I, I I'm saying, well, how we say that is 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 what we're really getting at is um, if you invite the idea that you're not, mm. then you won't be. Yeah, it's true. Right? You won't be able to fill in that full potential, perhaps, yeah, of okay, yeah. being able to truly be amazing if you can't acknowledge that you are already. Yeah. All right. And and this is where that, that 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 idea of manifestation even begins, right? What is also something how they you know really get you in 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 you to university and school like is kind of having a carrot in front of your face all the time <laughs> that you're running after. And I tell you, you know once you have your exam, then you can go to university, then you will have a good job, and then everything will be fine. So you're kind of always running after something that is in the future. That you are ha- that yeah you you think you have to achieve in order to to be someone in order to have a great life but this mm. is not true not at all couldn't be further from the truth that right. it is already here now and then you don't need to achieve something in order to have an amazing life you just need to realize the 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 beauty of the moment and the precious gift to be here on earth and that's it you know that's right. and from there you can become whatever you want and no one mm-hmm. has the you know has the power to tell you that you can't so because you know that they are wrong well and and that's something it's interesting like um i was speaking to a good friend of mine yesterday um whom i haven't seen in years like a decade and a half right we grew up together uh so to say and it was it was one of these things where we really thought about where we are now and where we came from because mm. we we came from similar areas in the sense that our parents were very disassociated from reality you know very disconnected they still are in many respects yeah. but um you know for us trying to actually like we both had this desire to really truly connect to reality um and 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 that you know we were able to playing music. Um, we were able to explore it through just wanting to have a fire, wanting to um, go outside and enjoy and learn about the real world. And it's funny because now all these years later, we realize how stable we are as people and how successful we are as mm-hmm. people in contrast to a lot of the people um, that we're always putting doubt in our mind. Mm-hmm. The big question we have to ask ourselves is a lot of the people, for example, with, with for me specifically, who always tried to doubt you know, when I said, hey, I'm going to go do that because I think it's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the average time I said that around a, f- a friend or a family member, it was more like it was an immediate doubt reflex mm-hmm. in their mind. Like, I wouldn't do that because blah, 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 and you have to pay your bills and it's better to just play it safe. Like, that kind of thing always was more like a, like just a, like a regurgitation, like a reflex. Mm-hmm. And it took a lot. In you know, eventually, I don't know where it really started. I think to me, this is just me. We're all different. I think it's uh, uh, in, in some people you see they just have this um, and the ability to just say, no, it doesn't feel right. So therefore it's not real. Yeah, and I never yeah. treated those opinions as anything real. And this is a big reason why I was able to easily in school just tune out a lot of the stuff mm. that was not important. Yeah, you know, there was the abuse of being there and being told to sit and when you can get up and go to the bathroom and how, mm. uh, when you could eat and how long you can do what and where. It's 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 brutal, I think. When you really look at it in retrospect, this is why in high school, I'd, I, spe- I, I skipped more classes than I attended. <laughs> Absolutely, right? And um, the idea of, of the teachers always telling me that my future will be bleak. Uh, if I don't do this and so on. And when I look back at these teachers, 
they look destroyed by the age of 60. Mm. You know, I, I very rarely meet teachers today who look healthy. And you would say, now that is good um, expression of, of a mm -hmm. human life. Mm -hmm. And people should learn from that person, right? I, I very rarely see that with teachers. I think teachers are very destroyed people very yeah, early. Yeah. They gravitate towards teaching because, you know, after 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 graduating, they they're they're attracted to what they they know, which is teaching, right? I think a lot of people yeah. are like that, like you, you know, with the, being a biologist. Um, a lot of professors become professors because they know the school system, right? Well, I think it's a little different with university because you know mm -hmm. teaching is a, is is a big part. But mm, I I have the impression that most of the professors don't like that part because they want to be more like the scientists, you know. Right. <laughs> so that's why they're also not so good at teaching. But yeah, I mean, here in Germany, I don't know how it is in, that's, in that's other a funny countries. Part, that's a funny way of looking at it. Yeah, like uh, element, yeah. elementary school and high school teachers, they're not actively researching or doing anything. They're actually only there to teach. Yeah. But I guess you're right. Professors are supposed to be active members of the scientific community and their professorship is nothing more than a, uh, a title that is sought off, yeah. sought, sought after as, uh, yeah. as, as, as an ego trip almost, right? I, I, yeah, I think for many it is like that because, you know, it's the highest academic rank that you can have and also mm -hmm. well paid. <laughs> but again, it comes with teaching. Um, uh, yeah. It's the next generation. You yeah. have to teach. Yeah, you have to teach. But I know that many professors don't really like it, um, right. even from personal communication. <laughs> and it sounds to me like most professors, from what I've heard, they don't actually even actively research or or or. You well, some try anymore. as much as they can because um, mm -hmm. it really depends on, you know, some people are just like very passionate scientists and yeah, they true. they got lucky and, and got a good position on that level. So they yeah. still uh, very or much involved their in their field research. is more forgiving. I think that, you know, there's a big difference mm -hmm. between um, being a... Uh, a chemist and being a biologist, as far as what's it, it, what what you can research and what you can teach. Yeah, right. I'm not so sure about the chemistry part. Well, I'm what I mean by that is that like a lot of people who get jobs in mm -hmm. chemistry will end up, um, you know, working for, for example, an oil rig where their job mm -hmm. is to make sure that the pipelines have the right. Um, a compound inside yeah, yeah, them yeah. to be able to interact with whatever they're pumping, and and so that becomes a, a, a desk job. Right. And at the same time, it's not like going out and researching in the field as a biologist and studying like mm. new life or being an astronomer where you're looking into the deep space and <laughs> and trying to find new things to, to to bust theories. You know, like sure, there's some of that in the chemistry world, but from what I gather is this that in the world, if you're just really working in the world of chemistry, mm. odds are there's a lot of work in the industrial area for you. And that work isn't mm. available to people like biologists and to astronomers as easily. Yeah, that's true. But also right. just coming back to the teacher thing, I know many biologists who mm. don't find any work, they end up to become a teacher because, you know, there are many uh, teachers looked for, um, spe specifically in that area we are, more in the countryside. And it's a well-paid job, or at least, you know, com comparable, okay job. And yeah, that's for many academics, the last, uh, the last step you mm -hmm. know the last option even i know some some scientists we have that rule that after your phd you have i think another six years in this order is a german to become, thing just to say yeah in order to become a professor and if you don't do it in that time they kick you out of university and you're not allowed to f to have another job somewhere in germany at the university you know not to fill up a space that is actually for like a decade or forever forever uh, okay yeah. and um to have actually i don't know it's it's different with we have, you know, some positions are um, like really fixed positions 
that you have a contract for university. Mm-hmm. And some are more like project positions where you get another three years, another three years. But um, yeah, if you have, if you run through all these different project years and then you end up after six years without having a PhD, a, a professorship then, yeah. or like that ability huh. to, to go and have the professor position because that's the habilitation. So that's for. brutal. So if you don't, succeed in six yeah. years, you're gone forever. Yeah, and the, the reason is that they try to, you know, they don't want people to um, to sit on places for other people who just not, they just not made, made it, right? And I've heard horrible stories like a woman gets pregnant. Well, that's the point, you know, what about right? people that have, um, you know, family, specifically women, you you actually basically not allowed in that time to have you a know, child, have have children, no, crazy because that's crazy. Um, and, but that's kind of what my, like this is. I think a big part that I want to focus on today is mm-hmm. life gives life. Life is life, right? Mm-hmm. And it's one of these things that if you, I think, worship a system mm. that isn't respectful towards life itself, yeah, then what is it respectful towards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big question to, that I think really needs to be answered, right? It's just like with corporations and their bottom line. If they're not interested in life, mm. what are they interested in? And why do we allow them sociopathically to even be a part of our society? Yeah, they're more, I don't know, interests in terms of, you know, efficiency, production, production money no. making. Because university is also just like a company kind of, right? So they also, mm-hmm. they look for a reputation. So they want to have scientists who are able to um, squeeze out a lot yeah. of high ranking papers. And yeah, they only yeah. look for the best. So it's it's a high competitive, unforgiving system. Right. Um, so let's let's uh, rewind a little bit and uh, let's go back to let's say childhood and to children yeah. for a second there because this is I think something I want to focus on and then also uh, constantly expand upon because I, the the big part of you know you will always be amazing uh, of this idea is I have always have always been of the opinion that had I um, been supported in my enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. To, to do something, to become something that I was interested in. Yeah. I didn't require the um, the agreeance of the people around me. Yeah. Right? But it would have been nice that Absolutely. if they weren't going to support me, that they step out of the way. Mm. And, and and that's a, that's something that's kind of very difficult, I find, because it, it's often the case, like if you're from a family of uh, people who do whatever, you know, like for you, it was a bit difficult. You know, you wanted to become a biologist in a family of low middle class people. Mm. You know, your mother worked as a cashier, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in East Germany mm-hmm. uh, and still to this day. And she just recently retired. Mm. And that was her whole life is just yeah. working at, at the cashier. And she has, now she needs a new hip. Like her back and her knees are just destroyed mm. for for what? A minimum wage job for 40 years. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And her father is a fisherman. Hmm. Back in the in the days of East Germany, he was a, a welder, I believe. I don't know the word like Schlosser, so he kind of would. So he was working yeah, with metal. He was working with metal. So I mean, he was yeah. he was welding and um, um, building fences and that kind of stuff. I presume, right? Yeah, I don't know actually. <laughs> Maybe should ask him sometime. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, I'm sure he'd love to talk to you about the good old days. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> um, and and so Madeline wanted to be a biologist. None of them have any idea or any experience. Like n- there's nobody in her family that she could talk to and mm. and and talk and talk to about university and um, um, success. 
yeah, with true. with an education. I was actually in my family the first one. No, my 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 cousin. He went to university, but he stopped after two years um, studying informatics. Mm-hmm. But I was the only one that went to university. Right, also yep. got the PhD and all that. So. I could ask no one in my family to, right. you know, and also um, actually it started, I, I initially wanted to become a veterinarian. Mm-hmm. I was, I just always Well, actually loved before, before veterinarian, uh, you wanted to be uh, a psychologist, you said. Yeah, well, that was actually when I really started to, you know, look for uh, my, my studies when I applied to the first, I applied for psychology, mm-hmm. but I didn't get the the thing, I think just to figure out what's wrong with me and, you know, mm-hmm. and my family. Isn't, but before isn't that, that how it works, right? <laughs> but before that, um, actually, since I was a child, I was always interested in animals and I loved animals from, you know, the from my early ages on. And I also always said, if someone asked me, what do you want to become? I said, I want to become a veterinarian. And my grandma, because she was working in the so-called LPG, which was the the agriculture product, production genossenschaft <laughs> back in the GDR. So they had, basically she was just working with cows, you know, and, and she was milking the cows in the, in the, in the, um, the barn. Yeah. Yeah. So that was her job. And so she she knew that it's, it was a hard job, specifically with the cows. And she's like, yeah, don't do this. It's a dirty job. It's hard. You can't do this. And she kept telling me that each time. And I, eventually I thought maybe she's right. You know, like, I don't know if she would have said, yeah, it's amazing working with animals and, you know, you can help them and this and that. I might have become a veterinarian because I would have been mm-hmm. supported in, in this idea. But she just like, like, each time I said that, like, no, you're not going to do this. <laughs> so, I mean, back back then, now I'm, I'm looking back now, I'm actually happy that I started the biology, or well, I studied biology because I would have not been a good veterinarian standing in the, pra- in the, in the what is that, praxis? In the, yeah, like, like in the... Um, oh, that sterile environment, I wouldn't have liked it. And also dealing, yeah, in the clinic, dealing with people and, you know, how they treat their animals, I think I would have... Right. I wouldn't have liked it. So, but I just wanted to do something with animals. That was more the basic. That's what you wanted. Yeah. The basic idea. That's why I ended up becoming a biologist. Yeah. Um, and and so you now being the first person with a university education and successful afterwards. Yeah. Um, not only in your family, but mm-hmm. actually most of your group in your group of friends. I mean, you're yeah. you're probably the most successful, if not one of the top, uh, as far as. Having a job you like, making money, um, and 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 being able to be a biologist, you're, you've you've been all over the media, the radio, the TV. Mm. Like you're you're a national figure now over here. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not famous, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but but there are a couple. That's actually kind of interesting because I was always, I, I just enjoy talking about biology, and I somehow have a good talent to to explain it in very easy words. That's that that I started talking in front of media and you know and like TV and radio yeah. stations and because I obviously kind of have a little talent for that or because I just also like it you know right. I have fun doing it. People came back to me and asked me again you know oh we have another question can you tell us something about this and, and that's so why I'm, we're here today because you enjoy talking about yeah yeah and that's how I became yeah. like a you know there's one specific uh, it's kind of like a children's podcast and whenever children have a biological question they they call me and they say you know Madeline we have another yeah. question can you please come in and this is amazing because yeah who knows what will what come was the out last of question it? they asked you 
Uh, animals burp, I think it was. The, no, that was the one before. Meanwhile, we had another. Was just about communication, how animals communicate, also with us humans, mm -hmm. you know, with with um, pets and and all that. So right. Yeah. So there we go. And, mm. and and this is one of these things where back in the day, when you were going, when you were beginning your education, the questions that came out of your parents and your families is. You're going to be a biologist, huh? Oh, my God. <laughs> how, do, how, how do you make money with biology? I don't know how trying many. Trying to explain yeah. that to them is just yeah. like talking to paint. It's just Well, why? specifically biology, you know, this is like, I think every biologist at least once got that question, you know, what do you want to do with this? How do you want to get, how do you want to make money with this? And I've been asked it so many times, like specifically in my time when I started biology, there was no, there were no jobs for us. Mm -hmm. So the perspectives were really, really bad. <laughs> yeah, right. But that's, that's actually how I really enjoyed studying with the other students because they not, they were not doing it for money or for mm -hmm. career. They did it because they were really interested in it. And right. so I met a lot of people like-minded and still to that day, I have a couple friends from that time when we were still mm -hmm. just, just we just love talking about biology and we share that passion, which is something really beautiful. Yeah, the passion, you know, letting letting that disintegrate is a very dangerous thing. Yeah, Because absolutely. then you, you end up being and doing something that you're there and the original reasons why you're there are completely gone. Yeah, right? You become yeah, yeah, more yeah. like a walking curiosity. It's not good. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the point is, is that um, though none of your family uh, members understood or even your friends back then, right, um, what you were doing and mm -hmm. why, um, it, it's always still it, the, the best thing that they can do is because they can't, they don't understand what it is that you are doing in life. But you can tell that this person enjoys, mm -hmm. like it wants to learn, wants to connect. Um Support is like mm -hmm. I said is the mm -hmm. is the way to say you know what you'll be an amazing biologist because you're amazing today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. End, end of story. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be any more complicated than that because mm. uh, you know if you guys out there wonder how how I can possibly help not me but I mean how how we as a subjective people how we could ever perhaps bring a, a life into reality. That that we would that we would enjoy because this kind of stuff would happen more and more. Mm -hmm. The first thing we we have to do is 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 even though maybe we didn't get the support that we want, we can still give it, right? And it's a very yeah. hard hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to, I think, wrap our heads around, mm. right? And it's not as easily done as as just words, mm -hmm. right? The, there there has to be a, a connection, and 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 people feel that. Mm -hmm. And, and and when that connection is felt and when um when that is successfully taken from someone else, someone else is now empowered and 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 enthused because of, you know, a support sentence they received from you that they got nowhere else. Mm. All of a sudden that that, that might have just been the little spark that needs to get the engine running. And then the engine's good for a million miles. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's it's really like that sometimes. And I've seen that with a lot of people who if they don't get that little bit of support, they just fail. Yeah. And I've seen that so many times and it's so sad to see how many obstacles we have to overcome just to be able to exist and to do simple things. Yeah. Yeah. What are you looking at? I think there's a comment, isn't That's it? It's not a comment. That's me writing in there. No, like there. Yeah. I, I wrote that there. Oh. That's all good. Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> that we missed we something. We are live, everybody. Um, and for those of you watching us right now, um, ask a question. 
Yeah, trust me. That's me. That's why it says restream up there. All right. I need glasses. Uh, so uh, for those of you on Rockfin, if you're watching us live on Rockfin and don't have the ability to ask questions during the chat and it's grayed out, all you got to do is sign up to Rockfin and then you can post, uh, just like YouTube. You can't post, I don't think, comments or be a part of a live show and ask questions live unless you have a YouTube membership. Same thing with Rockfin. The membership, mm. like to sign up with an account, it's free. Right. Mm -hmm. If you want to watch some of the premium content on Rockfin, then you got to pay for it. Just like with YouTube, it's or Netflix or whatever. It's mm -hmm, a, it's a mm -hmm. very similar thing. Creating an account is free. You could use uh, anonymous names and emails, so you don't you don't <laughs> have to you know you don't have to give anything up. Is what I'm trying <laughs> to say. So uh, for those of you watching us right now and would like to participate in what we're talking about, Rockfin, Rumble, Twitch, DLive. Twitch and DLive is very straightforward. It's actually really nice that it's integrated in the sense mm -hmm. that in Twitch and DLive, if you guys ask a question, we can pop it up on screen. Rockfin and Rumble, uh, we'll read them out loud, mm -hmm. right? Or I'll retype it or something. Telegram is another great opportunity, I find, because if you join the Telegram app and find us under rock, um, Smart Home Stupid People, mm -hmm. you will then also see linked at the top to Smart Home Stupid People where you can watch the live stream with audio and video. Mm -hmm. um, the Smart oh, Home Stupid well. Chat. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh. And the Smart Home Stupid Chat, we monitor while we are here. And if you want to also call in live, you just mm -hmm. write into the smart home stupid chat. Hey, I want to call in, and we will uh, we'll click on your name and bring you into the show in mm -hmm. audio or video format. There we go. Podbean, we're live in audio form as well. And after the show, we will be aggregated to all major platforms afterwards: mm -hmm. iTunes, Apple Music, that whole thing, Spotify. There we go. I said a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> um, the 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 next thing I want to focus on. So we 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 kind of like we we set a nice uh, let's say. Um, uh, a nice mood, a nice atmosphere for what, what we're talking about today. <coughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> it's not an easy topic. Is there a second one coming? It looks know. like there is. <laughs> there might be. <laughs> there might be, eh? Sorry. I think I'm good. Yeah? It's a little itchy. It, it's going to be an amazing sneeze. I, 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 I believe uh, in you. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm going um, to be amazing. <laughs> right? All right. Or should I just no, try no, and help no, you no, get you it out? Get All right. There. Um, so a big thing I want to kind of go over is this show I find to be a bit different. And the reason why we do this is because, you know, we want to do things the way we want to do things, whether it's the normal package or, or not. Um, I love the Rockfin platform, right? I, I, I think that it's a great place to be. Um, I think there are a lot of great platforms out there outside of, you know, Twitter and Facebook and mm -hmm. YouTube and all these things. And I think that this is a nice little experiment for us to see how, if it's possible to even build a, a decent show mm -hmm. organically without having to kill ourselves with um, putting a bunch of money into it, having fun mm. um, without, with, you know what I mean? Like just to be Social able to be on stuff. platforms where people naturally will appreciate this kind of stuff without having to um, go to a conglomerate like YouTube or, or yeah, Facebook yeah, yeah. or Instagram yeah. or anything like that, right? So it's it's a nice it's a nice feeling to be here, I must say, right? And this is something that we now do twice a week. Uh, on average, we're streaming uh, two to three hours a week now, live mm -hmm. every Wednesday and every Sunday. Um, and I think the big thing that I really want to kind of talk about now is there there aren't a lot of shows out there anymore that are are, are just how can I best say this? Like not a counterculture of the media. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's the best way I can, like I grew up listening to Coast to Coast, much like maybe many of you out there listening to us right now. And Coast to Coast was amazing in the sense that it was like one of the first, it was one of the first talk shows on radio that wasn't sports mm -hmm. and wasn't politics 
And obviously, <laughs> it wasn't just music either, right? So it, this is why it was interesting. And when Art Bell was um, contacted, I, I believe originally by um, a Las Vegas studio, mm-hmm. they said, "Hey, Art, we we got we got a we got a light night slot for 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 you if you're interested. I know you're a night owl." Are you interested? And he, and he says, uh, "Yeah, I am." You know, and and at first he just started doing music and stuff like that, and then he started talking about ghost stories, and that's where it first <laughs> got into. Like for him, he originally wanted it to be ghost to ghost, right? <laughs> and, and and so coast to coast became the name, but he ended up create, creating a show within it called Ghost to Ghost as well. Oh yeah, that's like nice. uh, yeah, and because <laughs> he wanted to, it was like for him, it was like. When the sun sets, mm. we can talk about ghost stories just like being around a campfire and people are receptive to that because, you know, the sun has gone down, yep. the, the noise of the day has gone with it, and now we can talk about something a little deeper, a little mm. little, little more soulful. Yeah, yeah. And he also said that he doesn't believe that his show, Coast to Coast, which became the most popular show ever on radio from what I can understand. Well, okay. Yeah, he was, he was syndicated and bounced off of over 200 uh, radio signals live um hmm. and and I, I can't remember how many days a week he was actually live i think he was live four or five days a week to tell you the truth well right it was it was, it was pretty intense it was a three-hour show every day so um <laughs> the reason why i say that is because uh the media today when you when you turn on the media it's so negative it's so callous right it's it's Every second sentence, we said this the last couple of uh, podcast episodes, every every couple sentences are just like what is horrible around us. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's this what constant idea. And... Yeah, just, just like what we're saying today. <clears throat> if the media constantly told the people how amazing they are, mm. we would be in a completely different society and situation today. Mm. And instead, the media constantly reminds everybody how fucked they are. Right? What 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 is that going to do? Like, try raising a kid and telling him every every other sentence how fucked he is. Yeah, yeah. See what happens to that kid when he grows up. What do you yeah, think is yeah, going to yeah. happen to the countries and to the nations and to the yeah. world? Because this is what we're exposed to, right? And yeah. then when I see on uh, you know a lot of these major platforms today, specifically like Rockfin and Rumble, where they're great platforms, but there are a lot of people who just spend all of their time being the counterculture of the bullshit coming out. Which a little bit is necessary, I think. I think it's important to be able to see that when you see it as bullshit, you're not alone, mm. right? I think the real problem is the fact that the media is like this, that, 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 that it's tolerated, that people en masse yeah. still watch it. I think that's the shocking thing is that people haven't turned off completely, Yeah, yeah. right? I had actually one more question for you. Yeah. You want to hear it now or? Yeah, shoot. So <laughs> we're here for it. Right? Because I was talking about what I wanted to become when I was a child. What about uh, you and also maybe the story that, you know, yeah. kind of set up um, the so, whole thing? Uh, when I was, uh, it's, it's funny, I, I mentioned this last episode, I believe, um, how I, I was uh, I was slapped around by my teacher quite heavily uh, when I was like five. And uh, she lost her job and I was pulled from that school. And so was a couple, like a good half a dozen other children from that school because of the physical mm. abuse that we endured. Um, at that time, it was already kind of illegal. Like, I mean, they had banned what we call corporal punishment in school, uh, you know, smacking kids with books and rulers and and that kind of stuff, right? That was already banned. But the, the school I went to, the teachers literally got together and they're like, yeah, we're, we're still going to do this. Mm. And, and that was the end of it. They just, they wouldn't like, oh, that old school culture, right? And they were brutal. And they were really, really, um, I, I, I like careless and callous like there were there was no there was nothing left of of like positive life inside these people they were mm. empty shells just trying to suck some type of energy 
you know, um, off of the kids or whoever just to be able to survive maybe a little bit longer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And so um, that being said, I, I remember when I was five years old, um, I, I, my teacher asked everyone in the class, what do you, what do you all want to be when you grow up? And I'm five years old saying, I want to be an astronaut. Mm-hmm. And her answer, I kid you not, was you failed your last test. Now you can't be an astronaut because to be an astronaut, you need straight A's. And I'm, I'm like five and I'm thinking, oh, well, what else could I do? And she's like, you're not going to do anything. You're, you, you'll be lucky to survive. Like, and, and this is the oh. shit coming out of her mouth. My and God. I'm five years old, right? Five. Unbelievable, huh? It is unbelievable. I, I'd love to know uh, if she's still, I, I doubt she's still alive. She's already old back then. But, yeah. you know, these are one of these things where um, I think that when I'm older, I would have, I would have definitely handled her a bit differently, right? Well, also again, you know, I think um, she just was just living the way she knew it, you know, like um, probably had a rough life herself too, <laughs> and just giving that anger to other um, children or to to whoever she was um, with, right? Whoever yeah. she had contact to. So, Filminator says that I think most content out there strikes fear like this to make their audience believe. Um, that they are in need of their content or services. Very cult-like mentality, yeah, yeah. if you ask me. It's interesting because there's there's a bit of a duality there in the sense that, yeah, absolutely. It's like all of a sudden now the media is becoming like um, this black-white thing. It's mm-hmm. like you're, you're on this side or you're on that side and there's no gray area. Choose a side, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's definitely that, um, which leads to this whole identity politics mm. bullshit that we, we've we been living in, right? You know, I think that if we just stopped about talking about it, it'll go away. That's what uh, Kerry Muller, uh, M- Mullis said, the guy mm-hmm. who invented the PCR. I read mm-hmm. his book a couple months ago, fantastic book. And he said, if you want to stop AIDS, stop funding it. Just very simply, he said that his, his PCR test was being abused in order to um, find something that wasn't real. Mm-hmm. And he says, you want to stop, you want to stop something, stop funding it. And it's the exact same thing I find with um, um, with this negativity in the media. Mm-hmm. You want to stop negativity in the world? Stop funding it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. As simple as that. You know, you're not going to find a lot of studios giving a lot of money out to reporter to go investigate things that aren't negative in nature, mm. right? And and that's one of those things that, that could easily be stopped, right? Mm. So um, let's keep going with that. Uh, the mm-hmm. The other part is now attention. And this, this is kind of like just going off of what Felminator had said. The second part of that, the duality is now, it's it's like advertisement, and we mm-hmm. can talk. About, we're going to get into this now. The idea of biology and chemistry and our senses and the mm-hmm. way we perceive reality, right? Because in the world of of um, media, mm-hmm. they are operating on the same senses that the biology operates on, right? And they know the game. They have lots of money invested <laughs> in understanding how the game works, marketing and all that, yeah. right? Uh, tapping into our emotions, tapping into um, what we believe to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, attractive. That's yeah. the reason why you, when you go into the, the 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 supermarket, things are colored with yellows and reds. Madeline's East German. Mm-hmm. And it was well known that when East Germans first came to a West German grocery store, some of them vomited because it was, it was the, the, the colors and the light, it was so much, they had yeah. never seen that. Never heard about that. I've even heard about this in North America with the Amish yeah. people. They've never been into a big, like a, like a Walmart or anything mm-hmm. like that. And, and the first time they'd ever do that, if I they've never, it <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's shocking, much. right? It's, it's, it, it, it's very, very painful, mm-hmm. right? And so the point I'm getting at is that the media is there for your attention. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. They don't give a shit about what they're talking about. That's the funny thing. Most media outlets 
don't actually care about what they're saying. They only care that you're paying attention to it. Yeah. The people flipping the bill in the end, they might care. Right, they might care if they if they want a, a specific narrative to be pushed, or if they want a certain product to be pushed, and so on and so forth. If they want to be able to socially construct the the population for whatever reason or purpose, I'm sure there are other agendas. Mm-hmm. But the media empire itself, the only reason they're there is for your attention. That's it. They're yeah. not. And, and over here, like you know, we actually have to pay a, a specific type of tax in order to support media and it's and it's forcefully gouged oh, yeah. yeah it's 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 it, it this is another thing we should do a whole show just on that i don't pay them instead uh, what happens is the government comes after me once a year and tries to uh, uh, give me a fine and then i what happens is, is that right now i'll pay the i have to pay the fines to the government because i don't want to pay for because i don't want to sign up for a contract with mm. the people um, trying to force me to pay them to put media on the airwaves Right or yeah, all yeah, that yeah. kind of bullshit, yeah, it's and it's crazy. and it's and it's really, really perverted, right? So uh, they they really want us to <laughs> to fund our own uh, dictatorship. It's 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 like it's radical. So <laughs> um, before we go into biology hacking, uh, which is the next big thing, Madeline's going to give us a nice little presentation about mm. uh, how senses work, mm-hmm. how how what what they are, you know, and 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 how they operate and now how. Things like media empires um, take it and abuse it, knowing that uh, they have the money to research it, right? Mm-hmm. And then again, going back to this idea, we're we're talking about a little like what Maddie's going to talk about is what she's going to talk about is going to be awesome. This whole media empire, it's a, it's a bit of a bleak thing, you know. We, we're we're going to touch upon the bleakness today just a little <laughs> bit, but to emphasize that you don't need it. I I don't need it. I I I walked away from media mm. empire a long time yeah, ago in my life. And Maddie and I, I don't think it's, it's been, I, I, for me, it's been decades really. Like once in a while, something comes out that I see as being affected in my life and then I have to learn about it. Right. And then mm-hmm. I have to deal with it and so on and so forth, whether it be, um, we're dealing with this whole new, um, tax reform for uh, being able to buy and sell properties and all that stuff over here. So there's a lot of bullshit happening and therefore it's important to inform oneself with things that are important, but it's so hard, mm. I think, to navigate through a lot of the garbage. And this is uh, this is something like when we bought this house, um, and I told Maddie, I said, "We're going to buy a house," and she looks at me, and she's like, "What? How?" <laughs> and I said, "Don't you worry about the what and the how. That that will get answered as we do it. Mm-hmm. If we make that decision today that we're going to do it, then we're going to do it, right? The money that we require will just be the tool to get to where we got to go. So don't think about making money and then making a decision. Mm-hmm. Make your decisions first and use the money as a tool to achieve what you want." And it was a really interesting dynamic between us because we got to learn, you know, what we were made of. Um, <laughs> I got to help Maddie see the world in a new perspective. And she's really good at reading and retaining information, specifically when it comes to bureaucratic stuff. To me, it's just like I start reading it and I get angry. So it's very hard for me to get past the emotional content. Mm. Whereas for her, she's really good at just plowing through it and saying, yeah, this is how it works. This is, this is, this is maybe what we can do. Maybe we can go around it. Mm. And... The, the the way that I kind of approached buying a house was, look, we want this and we have to go through these people. All these people need a piece of paper and a stamp <laughs> on their desk by a certain date. We need to find out what that paper is and who's going to stamp it. Mm. End of story. End of story. And we ended up locking in a 20-year fixed mortgage at like a, a 
2% compound interest. For, yeah, yeah. Like it's unheard of. <laughs> it, it, compound interest right now is, is um, it, it was just raised to 4.5%. Yeah, double the huh? Yeah, double. And we're locked in at 2% for 20 years on our, on our estate. So it's, it's, it's fucking unbelievable that like, because of the way that we approached it, um, we had fun with it. We had nothing to lose, mm. right? And that was the whole idea of, you know, we were very positive with the whole experience and we thought to ourselves, hey, worst case scenario, it doesn't work and we find another place. We were already renting a, a great little house in the middle of the forest at the time. We didn't like the owner of the house we were mm. renting from. He was kind of a cock, but uh, <laughs> it was one of these things that, you know, you got you to gotta deal with one evil or the other sometime. And uh, it, it, so long as, like I said, so long as you don't give your power to them, they, they remain powerless. And eventually, we ended up suing him and making a bunch of money off of it too. Mm. So fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> but that's how we—that's how we remained to, to be amazing, you know, by 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 knowing that that weaklings like that other guy isn't going to walk all over us, and we're not going to give him that opportunity. Mm. And instead, I actually tried to help him. Mm-hmm. You know, I really did. I tried to tell him and tried to help him and say, hey, dude, you know, we can do things this way or that way. And, you know, I, I was I was very positive to him. And in the very end, when he started becoming aggressive and really shitty, I, I, I was just flat out. I said, you know, Mr. Reiner, um, if you don't, uh, his name was Reiner, if you don't, uh, if, if, if you don't um, stop with this stuff, it's going to cost you a lot more money than you're trying to rip me off for right now. Mm. And, 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 and I was very honest. And then he had like three or four more warnings through my lawyers and all that. And then we just hit him with the full blunt force of, of my little army. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So um, before we go into the next awesome part, which is um, biology hacking, I'm going to call it. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to read another statement here. We have another question. Let's mm-hmm. see if we have anything else coming up. I've got all these pages open. There we go. So, I love what you said. Thank you very much, Filminator. <laughs> if we stop talking about it, maybe it'll go away. You know, it's funny. Like I said, it's it's going away is 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 a great mm. scenario, but definitely stop empowering it. And I find that a lot of people follow pursue. You know, when they see the others around them doing the same, I think a lot of our society is is really just mimicry, right? Mm-hmm. So. Is it about like, you know, the energy goes where the intention is or something like that? Yeah, energy like, goes. Uh, um, flows where the intention goes or something Yeah, en- like? uh, energy flows where intention goes. or energy. Attention, also intention. I think you can exchange yeah. the words. Intention. <laughs> is an, is what yeah, it can also be attention, right? So whatever you well, attend and you put your... No, no, no it's more um, intention, I think. Yeah, anyways. Case. Yeah. Um, so the rest of that statement was, um, it reminds me of my favorite quote from Gail Weathers, played by Courtney Cox. I don't know. Oh, Courtney Cox, isn't she? She's the one from Friends. All right, mm-hmm. that's that's the run. Um, and she said, "These fuckers can die in a non in anonymity." All right. Um, the way I oh, the comment went away. There he goes. The way I see it, stop giving anyone attention that is doing more harm than good. And and right and even more so if they're harming you with the way that they're. Um, trying to give their attention to you or, or trying to steal your attention, mm. you don't have to give it back. And that was for me, I think, I was told so often in, in school, I was a bad child. I was a bad kid because I wouldn't listen. Mm. And, and it's an interesting thing. I was, I was often also called a rebel. And, and, and in retrospect, I wasn't a rebel at all. Mm. I think that to be a rebel is you're, you're going against something. Mm-hmm. 
I had no interest in going against something I had no interest in to begin with. So for me to rebel against it made mm. no sense. I just didn't want to be a part of it, and that was the end of it. Yeah, yeah. And 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 the idea that I was forced, right, to be a part of it. This is this is that brutal conditioning that we go through in our lives. Yeah. And and the same thing, you know. We don't want to pay taxes. Guess what? You're going to have guys here with fucking black boots showing up at your door eventually. Mm. <laughs> you know, first it'll be with the paperwork. After that, it'll be with the weapons. And and that's the world that we live in. You know, you don't think that our world is just, you know, ruled by brutality. Try stop. Uh, try to stop uh, playing by the rules of the society that uh, that uh, is is uh, trying to overpower us constantly and tell us that we are not amazing, mm. right? Obviously, there's always that sentence out there of if enough of us did it, we could change. Yeah, well, you know what? The the truth of the matter is, I think, is that there never will be enough of us. Mm. And this and that is that is the reality we live in. And this is the learning playground that we call life, right? To understand that you're always, always going to be wading through a tide of shit. And you know, the, the more efficiently you can go through it without having it slow you down, maybe the less you'll stink on the on the when you get out of it, right? It's 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 a funny little analogy, but mm. uh, that's how I that's how I really feel with with a lot of this. I don't think that we need to, as individuals, let the stuff that is not important drag us down, right? Yeah. Well, also, I think you know, as you said, if you if you always tell yourself that there is like a. a how did you say that? The what? The what? Where you went through? Uh, to wade, wade. Okay, so to in English, to wade is like um, when you're in the water and you can yeah. stand and the water's moving and mm-hmm. you're trying to like walk through it. That's mm-hmm. what we call wading, right? Mm-hmm. And to wade through shit is so imagine that you're like in a in a in a little um, river. And it's like waist deep mm-hmm. and it's just full of garbage, right? <laughs> you're, and you want to get through the river, yeah. right? If you start, you know, looking at every little piece of crap on the, uh, you know, on the surface and, 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 and you stop and then you start mm-hmm. sinking because it might be a little bit boggy or something. This is mm-hmm. really graphic detail right now. Sorry, mm-hmm. guys. The, <laughs> the, the point of the, 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 the analogy is that um, if maybe you just focus on not letting this stuff slow you down, yeah. And enjoy your life. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you have to wade through shit in order to get to the other side. It's the end of it. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. And also, maybe you look for, maybe you find a, another way, you know. Um, I think. Or, or, yeah. Or, but that's the other or whatever. Po- that's the point of the whole matter is not yeah. to let it drag you down. No, but rather see it as a game, you know, how to mm-hmm. how to avoid it, how to use it for your advantage. Right. Just as I said, when we bought the house, I had no idea how, you know, all that financial stuff and how to, what it's important to look for and what you should avoid and all these things. So I bought a book. How is that called? Um, House Buying for Dummies. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. And I went through the whole thing. And at the end, I thought like, wow, it's actually not that uh, complicated. You know, I I wrote a PhD at that time. So I think I'll be able to buy a house as well. (laughs) Right. So, and I think that is what every child should should know that you have all the things that you need in order to navigate yourself through the world whatever no matter what you want whether mm-hmm. you want to buy a house whether you want to become an astronaut or a veterinarian if this is what you want then you will be able to 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 do it then you have everything needed in order to right. accomplish it and there should be no doubt about it that yeah. doesn't mean that you know there will never be any problems and challenges on the way but you will gladly um want to figure them out because right. it's something that you enjoy doing, right? That's right. It's funny. I mean, even when we were doing that, I think a lot of people, when I first said that this is what we were up to, 
they gave me the, the weird eye, you know, <laughs> because it's it's one of those things like, um, I think in Germany specifically, you don't go around buying properly property unless you're of a certain class. And uh, yeah. we were we were younger and um, we just don't project that type of personality or, or, or aura of mm. the average person here who would be a homeowner, right? Well, I think there were two things, you know, the first thing was the that area we are in, um, it was, it, it's highly... Uh, oh yeah, yeah, we moved many, into a really nice area. Many people want to want to have a house here. And so when we said, you know, we're looking for a house and they looked at us, I had no job at that time. You were still a student, <laughs> exactly. I had to take her off of the, uh, of the mortgage because she yeah. was... A, uh, she was a, a, a def, um, uh, what was the word? Uh, well, I was still writing my PhD and I had no income, right? Yeah, yeah. So, she would have brought the actual mortgage rates up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With me, right? it would have not worked because you know there was another another mouth to feed and <laughs> no no income on that level. So I was taken out of the whole calculation. Mm -hmm. But also, I mean, yeah, people told us that you know it's impossible to find something affordable in that area, and now we are like less than a minute away from the from the lake. Right in the middle of the village. I mean, mm -hmm. well, our house is not a mansion, but uh, one day it might be. <laughs> you know, we can work on that. Yeah. But I think we were at the right time, at the right place, and did the right thing, um, in 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 in, in all respects and yeah. everything. And also, I also remember, you know, we were together like one and a half years, so not that long. Yeah, yeah. Also, people ask me, "Are you sure you want to do this?" You know, this is like uh, what With happens us, things if went you... by real quick. You know, sparks sparks <laughs> flew quick. as soon as <laughs> metal work, you know, <laughs> occurred. Yep. <laughs> And so I never, never doubted it. Like maybe for a little bit, you know, I was like, well, maybe they're right. And again, if people like from the outside quacking to you all the time. Quack talk. You know, exactly. quack talk. You like, might, just like George Orwell put that forward. Yeah. You already know the answer deep, deep in your heart. You know that this is what you want to do. But then people start maybe, you know, kind of making you uncertain. And then you think about it. It's like, ah, maybe this is not a good idea. But what happens if they break? we break up? Then we have a lot of credit and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. And, but I I felt very strong about that this is the right thing to do and yep. um, I I don't regret it. It's funny. There's well, a, yeah. a, a so a good friend of mine. Um, he he told me he said you know one of the hardest things to do uh, when you become a man, <laughs> as they say, is is to know when to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And and it was funny because you know this is one of these things where I realized. I was saying to people what I was up to and I can see in their mind there was a lot of doubt, but in the back of their mind, they're like kind of rooting for us, mm. thinking, you know, if they can do it, that makes me feel good about myself. So a lot of people mm. were actually yeah. watching what I was up to True, yeah. only just to see if like, okay, if he does it and he doesn't, you know, mm. uh, uh, fail miserably, then maybe I have a chance too. Mm. And that was one of those things, that idea of, of leading by example uh, yeah, yeah. is that I wasn't afraid to fail. And therefore, I wasn't afraid to try either. Mm -hmm. And it and it became very easy for us to be able to come together and say, "Hey, you know, let's uh, let's try this out and and let's go at it, right?" And mm -hmm. and for her, it was it was a bit like I said, you know, we were together very long, and then people over here, I think Germany's very conservative on that level. They're like, "You don't move in so quickly <laughs> and buy a property together and this and that." It's like, what if you separate? Who's going to keep what? It's like, yeah, yeah. it's not what the, that's not what's on our mind. Are no. you kidding me? No, like that's that's that, 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 that's that's one of the stupidest things. That's to put already on. projecting that things will go wrong. I mean, you right? know, it's like you you, can't, you don't need to start uh, right? from the beginning. And it shows me a lot about the people who were saying things like that because yeah, that's yeah. the kind of stuff that's in their mind. 
when they get into a situation yeah. uh, of of maybe some, maybe this is why they don't get into situations that could be something more yeah. epic in their life because they're already projecting that the problems that right? that could be maybe they didn't have enough people telling them you're yeah. going to be amazing yeah, you, know, you don't need you to worry do, about it if go for it if if you're constantly reinstated with this idea yeah. uh, reinsured with this idea that the future is bleak if you don't play by the rules mm. then you play by the rules and you have no future yeah right I just to to add that I actually remember that we possibly influenced specifically one friend of mine. She, well, a couple of months later, she bought uh, an apartment herself. Oh, yeah, for sure, I remember. Yeah, <laughs> she cares like Madeline, Madeline. I don't know. Yeah. I, I found an par- apartment, um, and and I really want to buy this one. It's like, how does it work? How does it work? And I said, well, you know, you find a well, find a bank, and uh, we were talking a little through. I helped her a little, and within a couple of weeks, she, you know, was the owner of her apartment. And yeah, that was a <laughs> she, nice place too. Yeah, and she was. Uh, I Actually, think two she was, places now, right? No, she she she's living in one place. What she's paying rent for, and the other place is paying for and that rent pretty the, much, right? Yeah, and yeah, she yeah. bought a she bought an apartment in her home city where she thinks she might go back once she's retired. So, um, so she has an apartment there, but it's very also cool. in a very nice area. And yeah, now someone is living in there, and it pays for the mortgage and part of her her own rent, rent and yeah and she I'm was, sure the value has gone up since she purchased it absolutely and she she was I think amazed by her own courage <laughs> I was like because that was not something she had in mind but then she saw uh, us doing it and it was pretty easy for us as well I wouldn't I wouldn't say easy well but it was definitely yeah. there was nothing to worry about that's the that's it worked the, out at the right? at the end and we were like we know we actually don't know if we have enough money and to survive for 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 a year we thought like let's <sighs> just try it and now we're here for almost five years yeah. so uh, a, a so. good friend of mine uh, has a saying uh, it's not a very PC saying so I'm going to put it out anyway uh, he said a very PC politically correct saying oh, okay. he said when I was younger he said if it's got tits or wheels it's going to cause it's going to be expensive. <laughs> 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 right? Oh my God. I know, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, you know, unre- a, a little bit unrelated, but the point that I'm getting at is that people have this impression of of problems before they get into something. Mm-hmm. And of course, right? And and I think he was the kind of guy that at that time, he's changed since then. Mm-hmm. But at that time, anytime that had tits or wheels, it always cost him a lot of money and headache. Well, right? again, uh, I think- But that's what he invited. Yeah, that's what he invited. That was his <laughs> uh, belief system, right? So yeah. he believed that this is true. And then of course he attracted to this. Um, but also I like one of my- spiritual teachers always says like before you start something imagine yourself already achieving it you have mm-hmm. to embrace the the goal already otherwise you you shouldn't start so so always start from the goal imagine yourself mm-hmm. you know living at that place having that nice job looking the way you want and then really feel it like be thankful for this already happening in the here and now that as if it would be real now. Right. And then you, every day you remember yourself, you know, like, or you mind yourself, wow, it's already happening. I have this. I'm mm-hmm. living in the area and I'm living in the place I want to be. And then you send out that energy and you are thankful for this. And there is no other choice for the universe but to fulfill this because you're already in it. <laughs> it's already become a reality. Yeah. And right? I mean, again, why would you start something where you already know that this won't work? Then you wouldn't, you know, where you think like, why would I move in with yeah. you thinking, well, it won't last very long. Then I can, you know, right? I would have never done it. <laughs> there you go. Crazy. So- 
Crazy. <laughs> All right. Let's go into the next uh, part of the show. Yeah. And uh, this is going to be Maddie telling us. Oh. I know. Right. <laughs> so you gotta, you gotta. I'm gonna go get us some more wine, so it'll, it'll help okay. get the wheels turning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> With me, you know that uh, you know alcohol has not the same effect on me. The word, the wheels are actually turning slower than. I'm just saying. That's that's what you manifest. I'm sorry to tell I'm you. I'm just saying. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you're right, actually. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. So, so you want to just have that one slide or? I'm trying to see if I can do it like this one okay. sec. Um, slide show. So uh, we're going to talk about what is communication. Okay. Right? Because yeah. communication is the essence of what we're really getting at is that mm -hmm. when you're young, there's this communication between you and your caregivers. Yeah. And... These are people, unfortunately, I think that a lot of these people in my life anyway, they were nervous people, mm. right? And they were constantly trying to shed their nervousness onto me and I wouldn't have it. Yeah. And so I was able to go through life without being nervous and and have a great time at it too, mm. right? So that, that that's kind of one of those, those things where if you don't, um, feed the beast, then it won't grow. Mm. In, in Norse mythology, um, um, oof. I'll get back to that. It's, it has to do with the, the the names of the wolves and stuff. I'll do that in the, maybe in the next show. It's actually something mm -hmm. I want to talk about later on because they have um, the, the the crows um, and the, the 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 wolves beside Odin, and there's a big there's a cool story behind their names and what it means. But I'm going to do that next time because that's a bigger story. Okay. But it's on it's it's on topic. So um, let's jump into it. What is communication, Maddie? Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna let's jump into Maddie. studio, right? <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Boom. What Boom. is communication? So this is now uh, a part of a, was this in your first book, this slide? That was in my first book. Yeah. 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 Um, it didn't look that. like that. It was just a black and white drawing. I, I colored a little bit for uh, the presentation. But mm -hmm. yeah, that was part of the Actually, let me uh, just uh, spiff up the colors a little bit here before we do anything. Okay. Because uh, I got night shift on. There we go. I don't like the blue lights, but uh, for you guys, it'll look less red specifically if you already have night shift on your computer. So... Here we go. Mm -hmm. What is communication? I'm going to get us some wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you right? can check on our patient too. Oh yeah, all that. Absolutely. So, um, and I'm going to full screen this. Okay. Boom. All right. I'll be back in a second. I'm listening through yeah. the headphones. Okay. So yeah, I mean, what is communication? That was a question I had to ask myself for my first book, Nature's Never Silent, because it was about communication. <laughs> yep. What is communication? How do animals, plants, fungi, bacteria communicate with each other? Do they communicate with each other? And so the biggest thing for me was to define communication and was not as easy as you would might think. Mm -hmm. uh, here, you can uh, uh, you can go left and right on this if you want. Oh yeah, just, oh yeah, one. okay. Or I'll be back in a minute yeah, and I'll change it yeah, for yeah. you. And I'm going to go get some delicious honey wine. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, you know, from how I learned it as a behavior biologist, there were already a couple different definitions. And one of it was that communication is you have to have a sender and a receiver. And it is not, well, it is it is only then communication when the receiver reacts to what the sender has been sent. So there must be a reaction of the receiver, otherwise there is no communication. But that definition is kind of bleak, as Eris would say. <laughs> I don't know, bleak, but not, not very... Not very accurate. What does it mean? The reaction is that a behavioral reaction? Well, for example, here in that picture, and there is for all of you guys who are listening to the podcast, there are two birds on a tree. They're sitting on a branch. It's a blackbird male and a female. And the male, he's singing his mating song to the female. So the male is the sender 
and the female, she's the receiver. So when is it communication? Is it already communication when the female just hears the, the mating song? Or is it communication when she reacts to it in a way that the sender wants her to react? So in case of that female blackbird that she you know, realizes, oh, that's a mating song, and uh, she finds the male, she, she j flies back to him and starts mating with him. Is that communication? I, for myself, I would say communication, of course, yeah, have to have a sender and a receiver, but the receiver doesn't need to have a behavioral reaction in order for the whole thing to become a communication. It is already enough that the receiver receives, just as the name says it, receives the information sent because that is a prerequisite for communication. There must be, there must be um, a receiver to 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 get the information whether it's a song sing by um, sung by someone like acoustic communication whether it's visual communication or it could also be chemical communication there must be um, a receiver and that receiver needs to have a so-called receptor and for acoustic for example receptor could be an ear you know like mm -hmm. we humans well, have what ears about, uh, <laughs> also mammals have ears that is a receptor in order to to receive information, acoustic information, or eyes for the visual information. And once this information hit our our receptors, then there is a, a change in our brain. We kind of, you know, um, calculate what's what's going on. We are processing this incoming information and then we can react on it. But this is already a reaction in my mind or in my, from my point of view. That, well, what about um, yeah. the, the data side of things? Yeah, that's another thing I want to um, say. I already talked about information, but if we distinguish it even further, information, it's only then when the receiver really received something. So before that, it's only data. Maybe it's easier to understand when I come up with another comparison. So in the morning when you go to work and you pass by a newspaper stand, there are a lot of newspapers in there. And for you, in order to, um, to, to know what's written in these newspapers, of course, you have to buy one and you have to read them. So unless you're not doing this, All this information, there, there is no information, it's only data. There's only data out there. Whatever it's written in these newspapers, it's data. But once you go there, you, you pick up the newspaper and you start reading it, these data become information to you because you are reading them and you are looking at that. You are seeing the, the letters, you understand the language, and then all this goes into your visual uh, system <laughs> and it, you enter it into your brain and there they will be... Um, calculated and computed and organized and then it becomes information for you that you can react upon. Maybe you read the, the weather news and you know oh, today there will be rain and you go back uh, home and you get your umbrella. So this is the, the difference between information and data. Data, there is an, like an unlimited number of data out there but we can only receive parts of it as information because we as humans have a limited um, perception we can only see um, um, the visible light yeah, like right? electromagnetic uh, spectrum that we yeah. can only see uh, the part of the light um, that is visible right yeah so there's only a little bit that we can see uh, as well as what we can hear there's only um, a certain spectrum where we can hear. Other right. animals can can hear much higher or lower frequencies. And these data will never become information for us because we're just not able to pick them up. Well, unless we... This is interesting because, I mean, it, uh, the, the data becomes information for us when we use technology. 
Well, and yeah, that's that's another thing. Yeah, if we if we build, for example, like a telescope, right? <laughs> we can enhance our receptors and we can see much more that we can't uh, couldn't see before. Yeah, well, we can build a radio telescope that uh, yeah. then illustrates the information in a form or the data in a form of information that's then usable for us. Yeah, or like an echolocation, or you know, like um, a bat detector, so you can see it, you can hear the the mm -hmm. sound of it too, and. Well, I've seen I this. Sorry, I've seen this like uh, in my work all the time. We do yeah. a lot of infrared stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously, the infrared is often illustrated in like this weird black and white. So you then mm -hmm. can see in white what the infrared is. And I think you know, coming back to the topic from today, you will always be amazing. I think it has a lot to do with communication too. If the you only receive, you know, if someone only sends you out the the data for you to, you know, you're not good enough, you will never achieve this, blah blah blah. You will you will always just look for this stuff. You know, you have no other receptors developed as if you um, would look for positive things because this mm -hmm. is how you you've been tuned in. Um, this is how your perception of the world is because you don't know anything else. But yep. if you would realize, wait a minute, there is so much more, you know, there are possibilities that I am able to achieve and you would en en enlarge the perception of your environment. There, you know, you would open up your eyes and all of a sudden you see op opportunity that you haven't seen before mm -hmm. because you always believe, you know, I'm, I'm not good anyway. So why, why should I bother? Why should I try Right. So I think that is all connected. And for me, once I learned about this, also in combination with my shamanic studies, where I started shamanic journeying and communicating with animals and plants on a different level, mm -hmm. I opened up my perception. And so now for me, so much more data become information because I have receptors for that. Mm -hmm. So I have a, a, a better access or a new access to information and wisdom. I can... I can decide and you know, and I yep. can um I can draw from. So whenever I mm -hmm. have an important decision to make, an important question, I go on a shamanic journey and I ask my spirits. And I know that whatever comes out of it, you know, this is the best answer. So mm -hmm. with that certain certainty. It's something that you learn to trust, yeah. Yeah, with that certainty in my life, because I see it works. Mm -hmm. I've 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 been given answers to questions no one could, you know. No one could know. And I did it that way and it turned out to be the perfect solution. Right. Something that I might felt intuitively, but I was not so sure about it. And that's also something I learned that we know already all the answers deep down because we also have a spirit. You know, we are also soul. We are part of that um, big knowledge out mm -hmm. there. But you are something that's a muscle you have to train. You have to dig deep in order to find that inner voice again yeah. and trust it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want some of the wine. You want some of the wine? All right. There you <laughs> I go. talked a lot now. Now I need a little drink. It's very hot. Ah, very no, no, hot. No, no. I know. On. Take the little hand. Yeah, okay. There you Thank go. You. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and Oops. so ah, when I we were still some. That's all right. Um, so what is communication? This is an interesting thing because I saw you evolve this, this uh, concept. And it's actually, I would say, your explanation for what communication is in a point form is probably the best example out there. Mm -hmm. Because as you mentioned before, you mentioned this in other talks. I kind of put you on the spot today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but in other presentations <laughs> that you give. Yeah. Um, and, and just so you guys know, Madeline usually charges like 500 euros an hour to do this type of presentation. My highest was 900. See, look at that. She's doing <laughs> just good. Just to, you know, um, be a little... <laughs> to be a little, be a little cocky. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, the idea is that um, a lot of people, like you have uh, in, uh, people who study computers, 
like informatics, you have physicists, you have biologists, yeah, you have psychologists. Uh, all these different people have a theory as to what communication is. And they don't really agree with one another as to what it is. Like no. the one that you learned in biology was um, that when something reacts to something, right? Well, as I said in the beginning, you know, but the reaction was never really, well, kind of, it's it's it, because it's behavioral biology, mm -hmm. it's, it's related to behavioral reaction. That's right. But this is the very last end, right? That's right. So this is the last step of um, an animal to, to really show that something was happening within it. There were so mm. many other reactions before that, behavioral reactions. There was so much happening, yeah, exactly. There was so much happening. And I always ask myself, it doesn't, is, that, is that not counting? No, no, one more. You want to take a, it looked like you wanted to... <laughs> no, no, I right. tried to figure out my... I have so many things right. here. In, well, in so lab. what I was getting at was that... So what Maddie had done is she really put it into a good order. Um, but it was the same thing as she she developed when she was doing her PhD thesis. Um, the rule the, the uh, rule to urban gradient or urban to rural gradient. Which way did you call it? Usually rural to urban. Rural to urban gradient. And um, she created this because she wanted to quantify a degree of urbanity. So she actually created a system to give it a value based off of many factors that you could then compare to one another and put it on a proper gradient. Yeah. Also have to say that was not uh, entirely my my own idea, but, no, but we came did, up with yeah. it in a, your, in a your, group. Your, st your group did, uh, but it was definitely, you, you were the one that brought it to life. Yeah, because I thought, you know, there must be um, there must be a possibility to not only have like a categoric, um, categorical categorical comparison between mm -hmm. urban, rural, yep. and you know suburban, because I could see that the different the um, the study sites where my rabbits were were so different, and it was hard for me yeah, to say you couldn't go black is that and white, urban, yeah. is that rural, what is that? So I needed I needed a value that I could use in order to do some statistics, mm -hmm. and specifically regressions and correlations. Yeah. With rabbit density, burrow system sizes, number of burrow systems. So I thought, well, it would be so cool to have a kind of a degree of urbanity right. that I can use to put in every um, every of mm -hmm. my statistic analysis to have a to have a yeah a variable that that tells yeah. me how urban things are. You know, I was even thinking uh, this is something that maybe we can talk about later. Um, I was thinking that because you're a rural to urban um, or urban to rural or rural to urban uh, uh, yeah. urbanity index. Is was designed for for Germany and mostly Europe. Um, I wonder if the if there would be a cool way to make it a global index. Well, yeah, actually, it is kind of. I mean, I I ask myself, what does it mean to you know urban? What is an urban area yep. uh, defined through? And I came up with, of course, the number of people living in that area. So we got the numbers from the inhabitants in the perimeter of five hundred meters. Mm -hmm. Also, I. From you know just maps and 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 Google Maps, we saw how many mm -hmm. percent or how 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 much percentage was sealed surface so streets. Yeah. This is also a very good indicator for urban areas, mm -hmm. and then a number of anthropogenic objects so banks, so lamps. Th this is interesting because you say anthropogenic objects, but the interesting thing is, and this is something I actually always wondered about the study, mm -hmm. is because in Germany it makes sense to do the study the way you did, but mm -hmm. um, in Canada it wouldn't work because mm -hmm. uh, well, not with the exact same values mm -hmm. because our forests are not anthropogenic. And furthermore, um, your rural landscape in its most rural mm. uh, area in Germany is still anthropogenic. The trees were all planted by men. Yeah, yeah. The animals inside the forests have all been culled except for a couple. Mm. Um, and uh, when you talk about uh, the, most of the countryside over here, it's all just agriculture. Agriculture to me is not rural. 
Uh, but I just wanted to say, not, yeah. to, not to put down what you were doing, I just said that yeah, yeah. what you did was amazing in, in looking at that and putting it into an index that made sense in yeah. Germany, specifically yeah, in yeah. Europe, and it worked really well. And you took that exact same talent. Um, and, and what I was saying is that mm -hmm. maybe it would be cool that we can talk about maybe giving it more of a global thing, you know? Mm -hmm. How would you how would you c declare urbanity in uh, uh, or rule in the desert areas or in uh, like North Canada or yeah. in uh, in Antarctica? You know, how, how would you then look? <laughs> will, will those will those numbers be accurate? I, I, I'm really curious about that. Yeah, well, I mean, fun. the main focus was on the urban, right? So the rule was just right. like kind of um, the, the counterpart of it. But right. the urban was the main thing. And yeah, of course it has to do with how many people are there so we we had another value that was the the how many people per minute per hectare were yeah. actually passing by in that area and that yeah. was uh, indexed like an, an, an idea the disturbance how high was mm -hmm. the disturbance for the rabbit right um just as a as a measurement because we wanted to know the the rabbits for example how um the flight initiation distance and also how well mm -hmm. adapted they are to humans. So we had we needed to have an idea how many people are actually really passing by each each day and mm -hmm. per minute per hectare. And there were differences. So that was actually a fun part, you know. Yeah, it, to, it, it, to be creative <laughs> to and actually create out. something. Yeah. Um, with uh, with communication, what you had done, and the same thing, you also um, you 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 tried very hard to contact a lot of experts, and you found out really quickly that. A lot of experts didn't have the answer. And one of the biggest questions oh, that you yeah. had at the time was, what's the difference between a signal and a channel? And, and, and <laughs> uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. and data and communication. Can you give me proper uh, definitions? And it was funny because some of the professors <laughs> you wrote to, they just ended up like, quote, instead of giving their opinion, because Maddie was asking for their opinion. You'd think that a professor uh, would be able to give his opinion. Instead mm -hmm. of not saying he didn't know, he just he just um, created like twenty quotes and put it in a in a, yeah. in a very complicated overview. Well, so it's not very to try and, <laughs> horribly like to try and more like to, to just try and confuse you almost, right? But it's uh, funny because the same experience. Uh, I had the same experience writing my second book about stress. It's exactly the same thing, even worse. Mm -hmm. You know, like there were more opinions about it because the whole story is just like so old and stress became such an such a huge word used in so many different contexts that I think yeah. I, I hopefully hopefully that book will be translated in English because I think many many yeah. of you would really enjoy that seeing my journey trying to figure out what stress is where it comes from and why it's such a such a you know weird way to use it why we think stress is bad and yeah, crazy, so yeah. I really went deep down the rabbit hole and uh, figured out a lot of cool stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah well it, to 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 to, to Put this now into context. Yeah. What is communication? What you did what was really amazing here was that you looked at um, the different facets of it and you said, hey, wait a minute. Um, data mm. becomes information only when the receiver mm -hmm. has the ability to decipher it. Yeah. And now yeah, yeah, we're yeah. getting into the meat of, of what we're talking about. Uh, so you have communication as a concept um, and then you have the sender who is sending out data yeah. in a certain manner. Yeah, that, yeah. Old, that that ideally the his receiver will be able to decipher it as best as possible. Now, sometimes if he's putting out data, mm. sometimes many receivers will decipher it yeah. for different reasons, such yeah. as 
it, it tells it tells maybe a larger bird that hey I'm over here, um, but, yeah. And it and it tells the bird that he's interested in, hey I'm over here, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then yeah. it tells the the cow absolutely nothing because the cow doesn't care. And yeah. the point is is that for some people uh, and for other animals, it, it it it's not even recognized as something important, mm-hmm. and or they don't even notice it because maybe the frequencies are higher than they can mm-hmm. actually. P- pay attention to yeah absolutely so I actually to go back to that picture when I wrote my book I, I had that example you know this is very specific the way the male blackbird sings is so specific that only the female knows what it means you know she right. has the the encoding other birds uh, won't understand programs. what he's talking about other birds about. won't understand them yeah. not only that this is a male blackbird but also that he's ready for mating right so they both have to have the same language in order to understand and that's why acoustic optic chemical communication is much used in within the same species. Mm-hmm. But yet, as you said, you know, at the same time, it's kind of open communication. There could be a cat around the corner hearing that blackbird singing. The cat might not know what it means, but mm-hmm. the cat knows that there's a blackbird, right? So she can use this information for her own advantage yeah. and go and, and try to, to hunt down that bird while he's trying to mate, <laughs> not being uh, able. That's why a lot of communication in nature is actually... Uh, Doing uh, is, is done over private channels, mm-hmm. f- specifically in color ranges. You know, like UV light. Uh, uh, often with um, with insects, they send mm-hmm. out UV mm-hmm. um, colors so that the predators can't see them. So these kind of things, and uh, also they are trying to hide themselves. Yeah. So mimicry and all that stuff is yeah. is part of of not sending signals that could that you know that could could um, tell predators where you are and what's going on. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so the, the the next part that's really amazing is is this is kind of getting into, um, I think, the reason why we brought this up today mm-hmm. is um, the different type of communications that are used. You know, you have your, uh, as we mentioned, with the electromagnetic spectrum, mm-hmm. um, you have acoustics. Mm-hmm. Now, acoustics, um, for those of you who don't really understand the difference between EMF and, uh, let's say, acoustics, is acoustics require a medium. Mm-hmm. Such as water or mm-hmm. gas, because acoustics is a pressure wave, mm-hmm. right? So uh, you have frequencies in the world of acoustics because you you can you can resonate different frequencies mm. in different um, mediums, such as water or gas, right? Mm-hmm. And and the frequencies get transmitted differently under different pressures and so on and so forth. And so that's that's the difference. Like an EMF is the electromagnetic spectrum, which mm-hmm. which is now we're talking, you know, X-ray, gamma ray, um, microwave, visible light, um, radio frequencies, so on and so forth, right? Cosmic rays. This is all a part of the uh, the EMF spectrum. So mm-hmm. the visible light that we see is on the exact same EMF spectrum as the wireless reception for our telephones. Mm-hmm. The only difference is we can't see the frequencies that our phones are using to transmit information. So therefore we believe it to be wireless, mm-hmm. you know, but if we saw them blinking and all this light going around us all day long, we wouldn't call it wireless. Like it's, it's wireless in the sense it's not, it, there's no wire there, but uh, it would be horribly intrusive. Like it's mm-hmm. actually, there's a technology that we worked on a long time ago. Um, a company wanted to create high speed internet over visible light. The problem is, is as soon as someone uh, casts a shadow that there's no data transmission. Mm. But when the light has a line, a direct line, which is essentially similar to a laser, um, you can transmit like um, fiber optics, unbelievable amounts of information. Mm-hmm. So there's so much information in light and invisible light that it's it's just incredible, right? Yeah, that yeah. we as biology 
uh, though we think it's a small spectrum, it's actually, there's so much information in that small spectrum that it's unbelievable, right? Mm. And then the whole magnetic side of it, the fact that uh, um, we are magnetic bodies, you know, we, we resonate with the magnetosphere of the planet and that, uh, that, that we generate electromagnetic fields as mm-hmm. well. And, and we can feel each other, you know? You always, you, you, like, this is one of these sensitivities that you could even practice is learning how to feel um, the presence of things around you yeah. just based off of perhaps the electromagnetic fluxes yeah, absolutely. that you are creating and sending and receiving. Yeah. It's one of those finer things, but it's definitely there, right? Yeah. So, um, and then there's the, 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 the chemical aspect of things. Now, the chemical aspect of things actually does fit into the EMF spectrum. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's it's kind of specific in the world of biology, right? Yeah. Did you want to say something? Uh, I think I heard something meowing. Oh, we'll get them in a minute. Um, <laughs> it's cold outside. We'll get them in. It's not. It's like ten degrees. Oh. Or seven or something. Okay. Um, and so the idea is is that uh, with chemicals, you have the typical chemical sense would be like smell, mm. right? So explain. Yeah. Explain. Also, taste is a. Taste is a chemical one. Chemical ten, um, right? sense. Right. Yeah. Um, feeling is is. Uh, what? That's more um, mechanical mm-hmm. because you have like um, pressure. Pressure, you know, it's there. It's more pressure f- sensitivity with hair and right. all that. So yeah. that's not yeah. chemical. Not really. No. No. no I, well, there's not. no receiver uh, that's that's uh, that's necessarily um, you know like. Uh, well, yeah, you have you have nerve cells right in yeah. uh, in your skin, and they kind mm-hmm. of re- detect if there's a difference in pressure. Yeah, and then they send the information up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so the reason why we're talking about this now is because now when we talk about even colors, not all animals can see the same colors. Mm-hmm. Some animals can see more than we can, yeah. not just more light, but more colors yeah. or less colors. Less colors. Right? Yeah. Some people have the ability to see more colors yeah. and less light than others. You know, I remember I was living, yeah. not living with, I was uh, visiting an ex-girlfriend of mine a while back and her mother um, <laughs> she was really angry with the family and, uh, she kind of like coerced everybody into, uh, um, renovating the whole house. Mm-hmm. And she, the, the whole house had like beautiful, like wood all over the inside and on the ceiling. And she kept complaining, like it's so dark and that her, her family, <laughs> you know, they they must be crazy because it's, the life is so dark and she wanted, <laughs> you know, to, to, to rip down all the wood and install all these high, uh, you know, all these LEDs and, and paint the walls white. Oh, the first time I walked into that place, I was, it was painful. It was so bright and it was a, it was a very like uh. blue white light, you know? Mm. And then she goes to the doctor and finds out that like, um, in one eye, she can only see six, like 40 or 60% brightness and the other eye is like 80% is gone. Oh. Right. And so, it, so what, <laughs> what happens is, is that, um, the ability for her to actually receive the information yeah. wasn't there, but she didn't realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the same thing that happened to one of your professors with, uh, with hearing. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's also a funny story. I had a um, behavioral biologist professor and he got old. He was close to retirement. <laughs> he said that, sorry, he was the guy always in the morning, six till eight, we had the birds, mm-hmm. um, birds songs recognition, how to, you know, the, uh, realizing the different birds. So mm-hmm. we went in the park in the early morning, six o'clock. <laughs> then he said that story. He told that story that he thought certain birds were just gone because over the years he couldn't hear them anymore. And then he went to his doctor and he made a hearing test and he just realized I, I just can't hear them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> They're <And>, still there. <laughs> and so that information, that data, was no longer information for him to Absolutely. be recognized yeah, yeah. as something truthful. Also, made just as a side story because I'm uh, I I heard about this um, a couple of weeks ago. The so-called gaslighting. You know what this is. 
Yeah, it's, it's based off of that uh, movie thingy. No, it's not about, I don't know about movie thing, but gaslighting doesn't mean that you, you know, someone is telling you that something is um, happening, but it's actually not. So mm -hmm. they kind of, you know, um, they they try to, yeah, do something with your perception. And it comes mm -hmm. from comes from the early century ages because um, the men, they, they married their wives. And if they were not happy with their wives anymore... Mm -hmm. They could only be divorced or divorced when either the um, the wife dies mm -hmm. or she becomes insane that she has to go to, you know, like an institution. Mm -hmm. So what a couple men did were they, they drove their their wives into insanity kind of hmm. um, by cold, so really called gaslighting them, which meant... Over time, they, you know, they, they did weird things to the to the women. They came back home and maybe they started, um, well, the gaslighting specifically meant that he was turning down the, the, the light of the gas lamp each mm -hmm. day a little more, a little more. And she's like, oh, don't you think it's a little dark in here? It's like, no, it's like always, nothing, mm -hmm. nothing. And he did it each day, each day until they sit, they sat in darkness almost. Mm -hmm. And she's like, it's dark, it's dark. And he's like, no, it's just normal. I think you have something going on here. Awesome. And so they took the woman into, you know, like obviously she's insane. She because she believed she was insane, mm -hmm. and that's where the 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 the, the word gaslighting uh, gaslighting comes from. Yeah. If you gaslight someone, you tell them something is true, but it's not, although right. they know that's not true, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I heard that they, there was like a documentary that was built on that, but I didn't know the actual story behind it. It's yeah. one of these terms where I've heard it so many times in the um, yeah in the media that yeah. I just kind of tuned it out. Yeah, but it's the a cool, same it's with a cool me. Story. And uh, a yeah. friend of mine told me because, you know, she's like, oh, that's what, you know, someone did to you. It was gaslighting you. And it's like, what does it really mean actually? And then she told me about it. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. Yeah. That's why it's important to really trust your senses, right? That you... You are, even, you know, if you're not so sure, maybe she, you know, that wife could have just asked someone else coming back. Yeah. And it's like, is it dark in here? <laughs> um, yeah, but but it's important to trust well, your You know, senses. it's funny because in, in a more rational world, um, yeah. maybe she could have asked herself, is the guy that I'm with trustworthy to begin with? Absolutely. But I mean, I have the same experience, not with light, but, you know, my mother, she told me things were not happening, although I clearly saw them in front of yeah. her. But, you know, pointing These that out. These are not the problems that you were looking for. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, you know, I caught her a couple of situations that she was not, uh, that she didn't want me to see. Mm -hmm. That's why she said it was never happening. And I was a child, you know, I thought, well, whatever my mother says is right. So mm -hmm. I believed her. And over time, I did not trust my senses anymore. Crazy, huh? It is crazy. And uh, yeah, it, it was not a nice experience. Yeah. And this, this, is, this goes back to... Um, Really, the main essence of this episode today, yeah. in that um, I can't see you. Like, yeah, I know we got the tree between right us. Right? <laughs> I, 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 in that, um, if we had that support, you know, like we talked about the emotional yeah. support in that other episode of of people who were not shedding their nervousness on us, but instead, yeah, yeah, um, trying to really uplift us. And I think that's yeah. that's it's a really I mean it sounds like a very simple thing to say. Mm. But I think that for all of you guys out there really ask yourselves what what happened to you, you know? Um I was listening to a Freeman episode recently and uh he said uh in the end when you ask yourself what happened to you, it's you that happened to you. Mm. And that yeah, there are a lot of problems that have occurred in our lives where um perhaps the way that we were raised the environment that we were raised in mm. wasn't so positive in this in 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 encouraging us to be amazing, right? Telling us that 
we don't have problems. You know what I mean? Like mm. a lot of the problems that we have were actually problems that were being projected that, that became manifestations mm-hmm. that weren't really real to begin with. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's a sad thing, right? It's a sad thing that, um, we become these things that we never really knew that we had the ability to say, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not having it. Yeah. Right. And, and, and this is, this, this is kind of like what I'm talking about is that, it's more than just a trust. I think it's it's um, even to get to that 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 place in life where you can say that 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 uh, this is not the reality because mm-hmm. we 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 inevitably accept the reality that's around us, mm-hmm. right? Like you, I, I remember when I was younger and people were like saying, "Oh, you know, we got to send money to these people in that country over there because they're they're, they're they 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 live in squalor." And then I hear from other people who were like, oh, I just came back from there. Those people are happy, mm. right? Much happier than, than where mm-hmm. the people where we are, right? Mm. And it's that perception. I've seen it too. You know, yeah, I've seen yeah, it yeah. personally. I've met, I, I had a lot of friends who lived in trailer parks and uh, people would think, oh, they, they live on a lot that costs 600 a year in a trailer that uh, they found in the, in the garbage that doesn't run and they just live there. And, mm. you know, what kind of life is that? These people, Maybe they have so life. much. Yeah, yeah, you'd be surprised. Like, it, like there's so much happiness in in even trailer parks and stuff like that. And we might, with our um, Western standards, look down on these people. But honestly, yeah. I'll say that uh, I, I've I've seen a lot of really positive life in in uh, in trailer parks <clears throat> in my life. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how, how do we want to wrap this up today? I um yeah I, I kind of I had a couple notes here that I wanted to kind of oh, finish off. You uh, kind of uh, destroyed what? our uh, decoration. <laughs> how so? I don't know. It fell. Ah, it's all the good. The light fell. Um. So hang on. I was something I wanted to say. I don't know where okay. it's gone now in my head. No. Oh. I'll find it again. Really? Um. Want some more wine here? No. Yeah. Maybe. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> all right. So this was actually a fun episode. Uh, there's mm-hmm. not a lot happening in the chat uh, today, but. That's okay. You know, that's uh, that's something that I actually quite enjoy is for us to be able to just sit here and talk and mm. express, you know, what's what's on, what's on our mind because I find that actually making this episode, as I was saying that before, that pot is so small. I don't know how you can drink out of it. I like, know it's hard for me not, to get my big schnoz in there. <laughs> my nose, which is really small, is not fitting in. <laughs> um, as I was talking about before, that media and even um, what I'm seeing Ooh. as counterculture media. Is is just so predominantly negative. Um, I, I enjoy I enjoy making these episodes because we try to talk about something a little more real to get away mm-hmm. from the media uh, to kind of like take a break from that. And so these conversations that we have, um, though sometimes they may be a bit bleak, it's also um, a way of just exercising. I think you know what's inside of our ourselves to be able to perceive reality and maybe mm-hmm. a greater and better and more prosperous way. Um, I think, yeah, as again, for me, it's always also sharing for what works for me, you know, what mm-hmm. really might um, change my life to the to the better. And that's really staying away from media, not watching TV or listening to radio or news, anything like that. And don't worry, you won't miss a thing. You will realize when something big happens, you know, right. <laughs> like you won't miss anything. I, I can assure you right. that. But it will bring you a lot of peace and space in your life, less busyness, and you just really, mm-hmm. yeah, whew, calm down. And um, <laughs> it was a big thing for me. Also, try to find a like a daily routine. Really find yourself, you know, enjoying nature, being out in nature, observing your breath, taking mm-hmm. time for yourself, realizing every day what's important for you, and then do it. 
Right. So otherwise you will end up one day, you know, close to, to your end and you think, oh my God, what I've done my whole of my life. <laughs> yeah. Right. So avoid that. <laughs> Try right. to really look every day as if that no. would be the last day to see, you know, would I would I regret not doing things like right. spending more time with your loved ones or, you know, being outside and, and learning an instrument, learning to draw, whatever it is that you want to experience. Absolutely. And whoever will tell you that this is not possible, you know, just turn around and go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, get through them with a, without with losing as little energy as possible. Yeah. Ah, yeah, no, I remember what I wanted to say. So maybe to also wrap that up and bring it back full full loop, you know, I think it's whoever you meet, although it's the, the worst Stinkstiefel, you know, the, the worst uh, guy. Smelly boot. <laughs> smelly boot, as you would say in German. I think there's always something positive that you can look at this person and even if he's you know uh, all the time uh, a smelly boot guy then this is also something you could admire it's like wow he's really he is really um serious about that or he's very uh he said that like um not concrete but ah i'm losing my mind a little but i want to say something i learned to I, I always look for the positives uh, mm -hmm. in, in people that no matter who I'm, I'm meeting with, I try to make a good experience for both of us, you know, like not only mm -hmm. for me having an uplifting conversation, but also leaving someone behind, really making him feel good, no matter who it is, mm -hmm. that you are giving that a, a person a the the sense of that he's something bigger although he doesn't know about it you know although he doesn't know about soul or spirit right. or anything like that or energy but you give him that that little you 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 give something from yourself that energy that he will realize whoa what was that yeah what happened here and then he might look a little deeper but um really just find something that you truly enjoy with that person and even if it's you know admiring that he is always a bad person. <laughs> I don't know. It's maybe hard, but just just to to find something that you mm -hmm. you really really um, admire and like with that um, person. Yeah. And uh, either you say it or you just think about it, and then you know you can you can leave a situation con conversation on a positive note. Yeah. Well, it's it, it, so this this is that that uh, that flip side to what we were really talking about today is that um, if you don't have if you never had the ability or weren't fortunate enough to have a lot of good support and people mm. passing on positive energy to you um, regardless as to what it was that you were interested mm -hmm. in life. Um, you have the ability to do it to others. Yeah, and, and I think it's also whatever you want to have do to other people, you know, like yeah. give it out first before you receive it. Well, and what that typically I find does is um, if you can uplift the people around you, then you inevitably also make your environment a better place. Yeah, absolutely. And you can flourish as well. So, I mean, not not, not yeah. in the very, not for it to be a selfish um, intention. It, it has more to do with, like I said, life, gives life yeah right that spark that starts things up might uh, produce energy for 10 you know a thousand times fold it's a very natural process i mean a rabbit does what a rabbit does and because mm -hmm. of it everything else flourishes around it right that's right yeah. um so the the last thing i wanted to talk about mm -hmm. when we before wrapping up the day is um the advantages that are now gained unfortunately by let's say uh, uh something like commercialism and the mm -hmm. the media empires with the knowledge that you have just shared with us about um communication for mm -hmm. example it is it's one of these things where biology will always look 
for an advantage mm-hmm. by, you know, the birds will sing a higher song. Mm-hmm. The the dolphins, uh, as you talked about this uh, um, on another presentation I saw you give where the, the whales, mm-hmm. they will, they'll change their frequencies mm-hmm. to a higher frequency to only talk within the group yeah. because low, uh, low frequencies travel longer yeah. in uh, longer distances in water. Yeah. And so when they want to, when they want to talk to a larger group of people, they talk in lower frequencies. Yeah. And when they want to talk to the people right beside them, they talk in higher frequencies yeah. to uh, to make it so that the people far away can't hear. Yeah, they, they're and, going into the whistles. <laughs> that's right. And <laughs> unfortunately, whistling. one of the things about science that is one of the negative sides of science is that a lot of the information that is produced and published, obviously, when you have big business, Mm. wanting to um, gain our attention through mm-hmm. the media, yeah. through whatever the hell it is they want to sell us, yeah. you know, to dupe us into buying the f- cereal with only sugar in it instead of the stuff that's actually, you know, food. <laughs> uh, they'll put all these colors on it. They'll they'll market it as something that's life, you know, like uh, um, McDonald's and all that stuff, uh, loving outgoing with the clown and it's all happy and it's good for children. The sugary black uh, lemonade. <laughs> what? The sh- the, the sugary black lemonade. Sugary black lemonade. The Coca Cola. Oh yeah, <laughs> selling yeah. you that uh, the you know that um, brand yeah. to to have a certain lifestyle, and at the end, it's just water with sugar. And and it's one of these things where exactly exactly is that what ends up being the product isn't actually the product. The product itself is selling people that assurance that mm-hmm. things are going to be better because they'll feel youthful, yeah. they'll feel more energized, they'll feel like they're a part of a group, they'll feel like they're a part of. Uh, um, well, something greater than themselves. Yeah, selling you an emotion, filling a hole that you have, and many people have mm-hmm. these holes just because of you know childhood. They were told that you won't be able to make it. These these words, these energies, they live holes in your system, and if you're not figuring it out, these holes, and also how to close them yourself, then you are constantly need to to. Yeah, compensate it and fill them up with right. stuff, you know, fill them up with consuming, fill them up with having constantly maybe changing your partners or whatever right. addiction that, that can uh, you, you want to have in order to fill right. up these holes. Right. And and so like you uh, you were saying with the with the data. Yeah. There's so much data everywhere, right? Yeah. And it's yeah, yeah. and it's uh it's it's an uh how can I best say it? Oh, um, she's very persistent. Oh yeah, the cat's <laughs> starting to mail right now. We're almost done for today. Um it sensory overload, yeah. right? And and this is what I'm saying is that now you see all this information coming at us all the time, and it's mm-hmm. tuned to be able to trigger us. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go online, it's 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 like the computer reads your tries to read your mind now by col- uh, collaborating all the data in order to show you what maybe you want to purchase. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it's it's to the point where it's it's so in your face, and and there are again with the with the media empire constantly selling the idea of. Things are not okay. Yeah, Things yeah. are not going to be okay, right? Uh, and then pointing their finger at a problem and 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 never actually having a solution. It's it's one of these things. It's it's this ongoing, persistent well, um, bleakness. Well, they're creating problems that they're also at the same time creating the solutions for. Where at the end, there was never a problem to begin with, right? Or there never was a, a place for their solution in this planet until yeah. the problem was created to begin with. Well, uh, yeah, right? that's what I said. You know, they they first create a problem and then. And also the solution at the same time, whereas the, at the beginning yeah. there was nothing. 
No, yeah, yeah. There was no need to well, do it, anything. It, like you could look at, uh, you know, if you come from a Commonwealth country, we had the five eyes and all that stuff. Um, we had uh, Echelon back in the mm. 90s where these kind of things were unheard of to become, become legal things. And it required specific like terrorist attacks and activities for them to become something that were that was okay and allowed to be talked about in the public eye. Yeah. So oh, Maddie's going to go and let the cat in now. And well, then we're gonna I know up. that she will run away when no one is taking up. There she goes. No, she was already out of way. Hi, Fiona. All right. Let, let's wrap this up, Maddie. Okay, let's All wrap right. it up. All right, everybody. We're wrapping this it up. This has been a great episode of Smart Home Stupid <laughs> People. <laughs> I'm coming. Sorry, I can't hear I this. I know. She, she, she has this like... Uh, I'm, I'm a female. She, she, she can't hear you. this cry of a cat and no, not I react No, I can't. I know she's suffering. She's not suffering. <laughs> I know that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. All right. This that has been a nice, great episode. I yeah. really enjoyed this one. And like I said, you are always, you will always be amazing if you start with that idea. Yeah. You know, don't yeah. don't wait to be amazing by thinking that you need to get all these things. No, it's not necessary. Just start by realizing it's here now. Some it, people just waste their life, their whole life with that idea. Play <laughs> with it. It's already good now. Play with the life. Play with it all. Look at look at animals. They know this. They They think they're amazing all the time. <laughs> right Fiona <laughs> look at that it's only the tail it's like a periscope in the... <laughs> okay everybody alright uh, alright we'll talk to you guys next time we'll yeah. hear it Wednesday yeah have a good weekend have a good weekend and uh, we'll be live at 8pm Central European time which is 2pm Eastern Standard until yeah. then bye 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 <laughs>